the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The opening bell report. Stocks open higher. The Dow up 35 points. I was just listening to promo for this show, and it sounds like a great show. I hope I live up to those kind of expectations. Okay, we got a lot to talk about today. A lot to talk about today. Like I just look at I just looked at HP stock price. And are you kidding me? It's at fourteen bucks. This used to be a great company. This used to be IBM Junior. Price target at Deutsche Bank, which I haven't trusted the Germans and the French haven't trusted the Germans since WW two. But the price target went from fifteen bucks to ten bucks. And it's a $14 stock, and, like, you look at something like that, and you go, how does this happen? Like, I remember when I was a younger man that HP was a great company. It's not anymore. And Steve Jobs once said that, you know, the company is a shell of its, of its past, and that everything that Hewlett and Packard built is gone. And I've liked this company in the past, like for their dividend. I've liked them for their free cash flow. And I'm not high when I say that. I'm being honest. Like, there's reasons to like the company. With that said, what a shell of a company it is today versus where they once were. So debates last night, everyone's telling me, and I didn't watch them, and I feel embarrassed that I didn't watch them because I'm an American and I didn't watch the debate of the presidents last night because I was out there meeting you, the public, John Q. Public. Um, but everyone's telling me that Obama did poorly. Is that possible? Well, that said, he's like the most electable man on the planet, according to everyone I've talked to. Keep your perspective, though. Hospital stocks are down today because they were the ones who were most likely to benefit from Obamacare. Companies like HMA, LifePoint, THC, all trading lower. Hospital names are showing notable relative weakness. And again, there's not any news, but Romney discussing his strong opposition to Obamacare last night seemed to strike an accord on Wall Street. Hospital names are big winners following the Supreme Court's decision to uphold Obamacare. It's the first of several debates. With a lack of other news, this seems to be a factor that traders are pointing to out there today. Insurers, on the other hand, are extremely positive today. Not seeing any news here other than last night's debate, but the group is trading higher as a group. United Healthcare, WellPoint, Aetna, Cigna, Humana. You ever like regret hearing a commercial in your life? 
Humana used to run a commercial, and it was probably a radio commercial on the East Coast. But it was like, ha, 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 he, 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 ha, 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 he, 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 was the, the music bed that they chose to use. And every time I see the name Humana, I just like hear that in my head. Moving on, consumer credit delinquencies near six-year low. I know you're saying, okay, that sounds like a positive. I think Rob's going to say something positive. Will Rob say something positive? Well, credit delinquency is low. That's good. Now, here's the bad. Banks aren't making as much money. I know you're saying, is that bad? Kind of is, believe it or not. Um, so credit delinquencies in the news. Other things in the news? Jobless claims data positive, I think. Trying to figure out if uh, there's any twist here that applications for jobless benefits increased 4,000 to 367,000. Economists forecast 170,000 claims. This was lower than expected. The prior week's reading was the lowest in two months. Now, again, I remember two months ago, back when I was a wee lad. For the record, my birthday is coming up. Don't, 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 don't send any guests. Don't, 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 don't. Go to my Amazon.com gift registry. No, don't do it. Don't do it. That's a big thing in the porn industry now is that porn actresses set up gift registries because, like, there's no money in DVDs anymore. There's no money. So they set up gift registries. I only know this because I read it in the Wall Street Journal, a legitimate newspaper dealing with business. But, yeah, like, if you have a favorite quote-unquote actress, you jump on our Amazon.com gift registry and, like, buy her stuff. And I know. You're saying drop that story, but things change, right? I started the whole conversation with HP and things change. I can't figure out one reason to own HP at this point in time. In the world of tech, I own Apple. I look at Intel, I go, Intel's cheaper than HP. I look at Intel versus Microsoft. I look at Intel versus AMD. Like, if HP had something called the, the HPod, or the H-pad, like if they were that kind of cool, I'd say, hey, everyone, the market doesn't get it. But the, I think the market gets it. They're, they're dead man walking. Speaking of dead man walking, European Central Bank President Mario Draghi. Mario Draghi, doesn't he sound like a vampire? I'm Mario Draghi. I've come to suck your blood. He said the bank is ready to start buying government bonds as soon as necessary. Conditions are, are fulfilled. Like... Europe went from saying, ah, we don't have a problem, we're kicking the can down the road. Ah, we don't have a problem, we're kicking the can down the road. And by the way, if you ever kicked a can down the road, it's not a lot of fun. So Mario Landraghi, he says the bank's ready to do what they need to do. Like, they've gone from kicking the can down the road to saying, like, hey, we're in. We're America now. We will bail out what we need to bail out. God bless America. We will bail out whatever we need to bail out. Bank of America and Citigroup are hired today. Gap, higher September same store sales. The SSS number, the SSS. One of my favorite lines in the movie was uh, the snake in Jungle Movie. You know what the snake said in, in the Jungle Movie? Which, for the record, was probably one of Disney's worst movies of all time. 
there's got to be worse. The zippity doo one has to be worse, where they basically glorified slavery. zippity doo But the snake in the jungle book movie said, um, he goes, trust me. I love that line. Like, if you've ever been in a private moment with a business partner, or a private moment with a sugar booger, and you say the lines, trust me, you instantly get my respect. Sprint Nextel down 3.4% today. Stock was downgraded by Robert W. Baird. Sprint Nextel is a poor man's Verizon. It's a poor man's uh, AT&T. And it is what it is, right? Hmm. So Mario Drive, Jawless Report, yeah, okay. So we kind of got through the opening numbers that we had to get through. AIG is a little bit higher. One big hedge fund is betting stock will rise as U.S. cuts its stake in the insurers. Rescue, bailout package. One hedge fund is saying significant upside, but Gap said same-store sales up 6%. Now, Gap hasn't had a hit since Capri Pants. Now, I know you're saying Capri Pants. Where were you when Capri Pants came out? I know, right? It's been a long time since they've had a hit. SP 500 up 5, the NASDAQ up 1, the Dow Jones Industrial Average up 38. You can find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show. Got a seminar coming up in, where is it? It's in San Jose at the Radisson Airport. Two events, October 13th. Sign up at robblack.com. AM 1220, you're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. So, it's Halloween month, right? It's my favorite holiday of all time, Halloween. The fantasy element of it, not missing what's important. We need a break from time to time. Teddy Roosevelt finally won the Washington Nationals presidential race. I know you're saying, what are you talking about? For the first time in a baseball regular season, four presidential mascots emerged from behind the National Park's outfield, wobbled towards the finish line. Teddy Roosevelt, the lovable loser, the Charlie Brown of running, lest we not forget he had polio. In a season of first for the Washington Nationals, and I tip my hat to the Oakland A's, but right now I'm talking Washington Nationals. First a winning record. First winning record ever. First playoff berth. First division title. And on the last day of the regular season, Teddy Roosevelt, the lovable loser, the Chuck Brown, shall we say, won. Running away, the mascot running around the race, running around the field race. Historic moment in a season full of them. The streak was contested, both inside and outside the world of baseball. Fans wondered if Teddy would ever win. And will him winning kill the team's charm of lovable losers? Is it a bad omen? Players, fans, broadcasters all wanted Teddy to win. And he finally did. And people are ecstatic about it. That's right. We're in October. Austin is Rocktober. 
the month of Oktoberfest, the best month of the year. We got the S&P 500 up five, the Nasdaq up one, the Dow Jones Industrial Average up 38. Welcome in CFP Chad Burton. Chad Burton is with New Focus Financial. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. One of the big questions that I get via email and, and phone calls on a regular basis, Chad, is lump sum investing. I just inherited $100,000. I just inherited $40,000. And my next question, if it's a chick, is like, you got all your teeth? Like, are you good looking? Like, <laughs> What's your number? What's your number? <laughs> I've actually done that on air, which is pathetic. But um, lump sum <laughs> investing versus dollar cost averaging, these are two themes of investing. I say when you get a lump sum, just invest it because it will work out over time. What's your thoughts on lump sum investing? Well, most people are already dollar cost averaging through their paycheck, um, okay. their 401k. And dollar cost averaging works when there's, you know, when the market is it has periods where it's trending lower over a year-long period so that you're buying sometimes at a low and sometimes at a high. Um, so if there's a significant correction and you've got cash to put in, I would just put it in. But if you're doing it and the market's at the higher end of a you know 12-month rating, trading range, then dollar cost average to a point that makes you feel comfortable. The problem that people do when they dollar cost average is they let the motions get involved. So they'll start off and they'll say, I'm going to do X number of dollars per month. And they say, oh, no, the market's too high or I'm going to wait for a correction. And they skip out on their plan. You need to write down your plan on paper and says, I'm going to dollar cost average just cash into a balanced portfolio over six months, 12 months, two years, whatever it may be. Something that takes the emotion out of it. Right. It's the emotion that makes it difficult. In a 10-year period, none of it will really matter. It will not matter. It's just how you can avoid getting your emotions involved in investing, and that's usually by a written plan that, that you follow that you don't, you know, you got to stay the course. Your written on. plan is a funny idea because most people remember things the, the way they want to remember them. They'll say things like, oh, I knew to buy Apple when they came out with the iPod, but did they buy Apple? Mm-hmm. A lot of day traders will be like, oh, I knew it was going to move from you know, 440 to 525 after they reported earnings, but did they do it? And I recommend people, you know, if, if put up or shut up. Write it down and give it to your wife. Yeah. If you have a great idea, write it down and give it to your wife. Because, and then when you need that money back, ask for it back from your wife. You could practice on paper is what I'm saying. Yeah. And, you know, and if you look at the last decade, which was tough for investors, the S&P 500 is relatively flat if you don't count dividends. Um, but a balanced portfolio still averaged over 6% over the last 10 years, even with the credit crisis, the real estate bubble, and all that good stuff. Um, so a balanced portfolio will work out over time. And I think the, the problem that investors that are coming in with cash or they've been sitting in cash, the problem they deal with is they're only watching stocks. Right. So they, they forget that a balanced portfolio, when the stock market is really rallying, will underperform in the short term, but it will outperform during the three out of ten years that are negative. So seven out of ten years are positive, three out of ten are negative. And asset allocation means you're keeping up with the market in the good years and outperforming it in the bad years. So that's what you want. I'm a big fan of dollar cost averaging in the 401k. With If you're going to try to do a trade, then you don't, you don't you, you lump sum it. You know, it's, it all depends on your expectations and your goals. But we preach diversification of equity. Um, so lump summing it doesn't make a lot of sense. At the same time, though, I, you know, I take over um, portfolios, uh, sometimes large companies, yeah. kind of rhyme with disher, where you see over 100 different stocks. You be careful. That guy can kill you. <laughs> we see over 100 different stocks, and you're like, okay, what's the point of picking 100 different stocks? Yeah. We have 1% position. What if that company does really well? It's not going to make a difference in your portfolio. So when I pick individual stocks, we typically keep 20 to 25 positions yeah. in the portfolio. 
Do you know why he puts people in 100 different stocks? Because it's impossible to quit them. You're, you're thinking if I quit and I have to sell all these stocks, it's going to cost me an arm and a leg. That's why, exactly why when I set up my company, we use TD Ameritrade as a brokerage firm, and my yeah. clients get uh, free trades for the first 60 days because yeah. I usually have to go in and fix portfolios because they have way too many positions. They're you know concentrated one t- sector of the market instead of being diversified, and we've got to fix it. So you know trading costs can become expensive if if you've got you know 100 positions or if you've got over 13 mutual funds, you're typically way over diversified. You got too many positions, you can't possibly follow it and have a daytime job. That guy you mentioned, name rhymes with Disher. I once said on air that his sales force is kind of cheesy and smarmy, young guys who have, you know, cuff links and uh, initials on their shirts and stuff like that. Like these initials right here? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm like, they're kind of douchey. Like, they're just cheesy guys. He called me. A billionaire calls me, and he's like, I heard you have something negative to say about my company. I'm like, I'm so, 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 so sorry. Please don't kill me. <laughs> I was afraid of him. No comment. <laughs> now I'm scared. CFP <laughs> Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Costco wholesale numbers. Big old warehouse retailer. When you feel that need to get 48 chicken breasts all at once, you go to Costco. Same store sales rose 6%. Total sales rose 8%. Same store sales reflect increases of 6% in the U.S., 7% internationally. But we continue to focus on gasoline prices when it comes to retail. Bank of England, ye of bad teeth and bad food. They left monetary policy unchanged. And yes, I know London is now considered one of the food capitals of the world. I'm not buying into that myth. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Find me at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Rob Black has a financial interest in the success of... ...coach.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm all out of caffeine. I'm all out of caffeine. I'm all out of caffeine. Someone bring me my caffeinated drink. Hmm. Let's see. What else do we got out there today? Lot think about with the presidential election. Are you thinking about it? Are you a Californian and you do your typical Californian, well, we're going to go Democrat, so we're not going to think about it, angle or not? When was the last time Californian supported a Republican? Maybe Reagan? Do we even need to think about it? Is it your civic duty to vote or not? I'm worried about Black Friday. Not quite as good as Black Wednesday. Black Wednesday showed the support of at least five listeners last night. So thank you so much, all five of you, for coming out. Black Wednesday will carry on the tradition, and we will unveil a new Black Wednesday for November. 
But Black Friday coming up, the day after Thanksgiving, kicks off the holiday shopping season. It's two months away, kind of. Yeah, October, November, yeah. So we got most of October in front of us. It's not too early to start planning for the day. You know my advice? Scrooge was the greatest man on the planet. Old Ebenezer, as I like to refer to him. He was wealthy in retirement. He underpaid his employees. He didn't offer health care to his employees, or very little when he did. So one of his workers had a kid who might have had polio, or I don't know. But old Ebenezer didn't much show love for Tiny Tim. Until the ghost of Christmas past showed up. And basically rattled his cage that you were miserable when you were a child. The ghost of Christmas future shook him up and basically said, no one's going to love you. So it's old Ebenezer deal. His heart starts to melt and he breaks. It was a great movie. It was a great book until that moment. And you're saying, great book. I know, Chuck Dickens, old chuckles. He was a wealthy man in retirement, and then he had to just mess it all up. And out comes the the money, and he throws money out the window. Like, who throws money out the window? I'm not too happy about that. Not too happy at all about that scene. It's such a bad precedent. He gives money to Tiny Tim, and he buys turkey for people. I dig chicks that let guys pay for their drinks, because that's a good fiscal lesson. Men should be able to tax deduct what they spend on women, but women know how to play the game right. Hey, I'll look cute, and guys will buy me drinks. Right? Am I right or am I wrong? Am I right or am I wrong? Am I right or am I wrong? I'm right. But my point being, it was a great movie up until that point. For me, my Christmas list goes not too deep. It's an inch deep. It's three people wide. It's not that impressive. People that I love and I care about, I can't count. If I had a three-fingered hand, I can count on one hand how many people I love and care about. Yes, I love my board producer, but I can't tell you his last name. So no Christmas present for him. Are you with me or are you against me? Like, right? Maybe I will get him a six-pack of beer, and we will sit there and drink it together, and we'll socialize. But to me, that's more of a social gift than a bow tie. Men don't want ties. If you've ever bought a man a tie, you, you suck. We don't want ties as gifts. Um, With that said, learn from old Ebenezer. Shorten your holiday list of people that you love. A couple other things that I could say. Want to save money? Brown bag it. Brown bag it will save you a good $25 a week, $100 a month, $1,200 a year. That's a lot of money. So you can buy a loaf of bread for two bucks. You can get deli meat for a week for six bucks. Start brown bagging it. Trust me, I, I looked the other day at a subway, 
and I might be the only person who will say this out loud, but it's kind of disgusting, right? Am I the only person who knows that? You want to save money? Drive less. One of the biggest costs that we have now is gasoline in our life. I know. I know you're saying, Rob, did you get a flu shot yesterday? I did. You know what I did when I got the flu shot? I ran to the, uh, the location. I got my shot. I ran to it. Like, I didn't drive. Now, I'm not telling you to do that because, let's face it, I'm a good-looking man who's got the body of a runner, soccer player, and I can't expect you in your penguin-esque physique to possibly, possibly drive less. You're an Oompa Loompa. The only reason you're driving a minivan is because it's the only vehicle that fits you, i.e. that you fit through the door. Look at your phone plan. Want to save money? Look at your phone plan. Do we really need to text people? I don't think we do. I really, really, really don't think we need to text people, but yet we do. Adjust your tax withholdings. How about this for a fun idea? Instead of going to the grocery store for a week, eat everything in the house. Look through all the cabinets and eat it. Yes, there's things that you bought two, three, four, five years ago that are no longer appealing. Eat it. Go through your stockpile. Why do you have a stockpile? One thing that I totally believe in is sell your unwanted jewelry. Get rid of it. Sell your unwanted gift cards. Anytime someone gives me like a gift card to Gap or a gift card to Banana Republic or a gift card, I know you're saying, are you bought and paid for by Gap? Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. Anytime someone gives me a gift card from Old Navy, I instantly sell it. So I'll go, hey, someone just gave me a gift card for 25 bucks. I'll give it to you for 20 Right? Uh, one thing that I used to do to raise money was clinical trials. Any chance that you get to be a human guinea pig is a good chance for you to help solve the cure for cancer or just to have fun. I remember when I was in college, I like to go to Europe every summer. So right before that, I would do a, a clinical study, and one of them was like a sleep deprivation where they kept you awake for three days and they tested you for two days after. And it was, it was part of a, a clinical test for probably military is my guess. Like, what happens if we ship troops overseas and they stay awake for 72 hours in the battlefield and we give them one dose of coffee, two doses of coffee, three doses of coffee, four, five, six, no coffee. So they tested my reflexes, and for five days of work, I got like 2500 bucks. Like, sweet. And all I had to do was stay awake for three days in a row. Okay. There's other tests you could do as well. Um, Redeem credit card reward points. So 2,500 points, 25 bucks. Redeem it. Buy stuff on consignment. If you ever want to do something like kind of fun, and this doesn't sound like fun to you, but uh, go to like a Palo Alto consignment store or thrift store or uh, Goodwill. Now, again, I'm not telling you that's the greatest thing in the world to do, but if you like buy your kid a new stroller or you buy your kid a new big wheel, 
all that stuff is basically a dollar at Goodwill. So there's no need to pay top dollar for it. Top dolero? El tapo dolero. Stop being that person. Like, show some humility. It's okay to get stuff on Craigslist. It's okay to get your kid a used big wheel. It's okay to go to Fredericks of Hollywood. You can step back instead of Victoria's Secret. You can go to Fredericks. Like, are you with me or are you against me? I think you're against me today. Facebook hits 1 billion users, and America yawns. Zucks. CEO Zucks. Mark Zuckerberg was on the Today Show today. He's company founder and CEO. He spoke with Matt Lauer in a really softball interview. The eight-year-old social networking company has hit a billion users, of which most people have an account for themselves and an account for their made-up person. So they probably hit 500 million people. Do you have an account for your, how shall we say, spouse? Mm-hmm. Big socks sell off today. I know this is huge news. Kurt Schilling, because he's bankrupt, might have to sell his bloodied sock. Sock sell-off. Do you want to buy or do you want to sell? He basically had a failed video game company. He was famous for playing like uh, World of Warcraft. So he starts his own video game company. And uh, long story short, he's going to have to sell a bloodied sock to raise money for other people to pay off part of his debts. Long story short, what is it? Um, don't start video game companies. Companies are tougher than you think they are. You're probably not as cool as you think. Got a seminar coming up in San Jose, Saturday, October 13th. You can sign up today. One of them is wealth preservation and retirement planning in the morning. One of them is wealth creation in the afternoon. So if you're 20 to 40, you want the afternoon event. If you're 40 to 70, you want the morning event. You can find out more at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. $25,000 for a sock with you. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. We're brought to you by Garmin. Heavy traffic in Oak. I find that very flattering. I probably just made up that I've been called the MacGyver of money. But if it sticks, I'm actually kind of cool with that. September plan layoffs up 5% according to Challenger Gray and Christmas. There's actually a company named Challenger Gray and Christmas that kind of like predicts layoffs and tallies them all up. If your company was called Challenger Gray and Christmas, I would probably change the name. If you're in the business of announcing job cuts, maybe call it black and gray or black and white, like something a little bit more Challenger. Okay, that right there is a bad name of a firm. But throw it in Christmas when you're talking about job cuts – You're just mean. Last month's total, 71% lower than a year ago. Employers announced 102,000 cuts in the third quarter. That's down 27% from the previous quarter. And 56% lower than the third quarter. Lowest quarterly total since the second quarter of 2000. So we're not firing people very fast. But there's a billion people on Facebook. Google ups Motorola cuts. Everyone saw this coming. Google acquires Motorola basically for their patents. 
And they announced job cuts. It's going to take a $340 million third quarter charge. Based on current information, Google expects to incur severance-related charges of approximately $300 million. Any surprise there? Nah. Target, same store sales up 2.1%. You know, interesting. I was talking to a woman recently, a mother, in fact. And she said anytime she goes into Target, and if anyone can confirm this and or deny it, I'd appreciate this. Anytime she goes into Target, she says it makes her smell the smell makes her feel like vomiting. Is there something that is inherent? And she says, other mothers feel it too. Okay, so you have to be a mother to answer this question. You can't be a father, and you can't be a single woman. Is there something about Target that makes women with child, who's, who's born child, want to vomit from the smell? Like, I don't believe it. Like, to me, that sounds like a, an urban myth. But she says, all mothers, all mothers. I know you're saying, who do you hang out with? I know, right? But uh, Target said same-store sales for the five weeks into September 29th increased 2.6% to $6.08 billion. Target continues to expect third quarter earnings of 83 to 93 cents a share. They expect 69 to 79 cents a share after a one-time charge. So their forecast is a little bit narrower due to some favorable resolution of tax income matters. Ah, uh, what else do you have to hit? Macy's? There's September. Have you ever been in a Macy's? Okay. I'm not trying to offend or push any listeners away, but Macy's employees, when you need them, you can't find them. And when you don't want them, they're all over you, like flies on poo-poo. I know you're saying, did you just refer to me as poo-poo? I did. Poo-poo. I've got a thing with poo-poo, if you haven't figured that out. So Macy's, they said their September same-store sales, SSS, trust me, their figure fell short of expectations, so their month of sales, not great. They're trying to ramp up receipts as well. You can imagine the holiday season, back-to-school holiday season. Other big stories of note, TJ Maxx, a company I used to own, their same-store sales up 6% ahead of expectations of 4.5%. TJ Maxx is a discounter, and I've been told by women, because I have female friends, ye of only one X chromosome. I've got a couple female friends. I know you're saying two. Yeah, probably two. But they're good too. They're a solid two. They actually like shopping at Kohl's. Why? I don't know. When I go into a Kohl's, I feel like I must need socks, and I can't afford Kurt Schilling socks, so I go to Kohl's to buy socks. I don't need to buy socks at a high-end retailer. I just need socks. If you're looking at my socks, I've probably done pretty good in life. If you notice my socks and go, ooh, yuck, gross, well, you're not for me. So you can buy socks at Kohl's pretty easily, but for me, not so much of a challenge. But for women, they like shopping at Kohl's. Because you can find uh, Ralph Lauren. Ralph Lauren. Ralph Lauren. You can find his shirts discounted because let's say one sleeve is 12 inches long and the other sleeve is 7 inches long. It doesn't look weird on you. It's a discount. So I don't quite get the Kohl's fascination, but America does. I've owned shares of Kohl's in the past for a reason. Um, Meg Whitman, she's in the news. 
She says 2013 is going to mark a bottom and turn around the company. Can you really own a company that says next year's our work is going to be our bottom? You can't. That's why the stock's continuing to hit lower and lower and lower, down 13% yesterday, down 2% today. Turn around, suddenly turn. I prefer uh, Apple. I prefer a company with good product versus a company that bottom is coming up in 2013. Now, there's a difference from bottoms up to their bottom is hitting in 2013. Exxon and Chevron, both great companies. But the price of oil has dropped significantly in the last five days. I look at that as a buying opportunity, not a selling situation. Uh, Facebook, one billion users. I already hit that story. Kohl's. They missed expectations. Gap did well with Old Navy. Victoria's Secret parent... Limited Brands was up almost 1%. I love that company. I love what they sell in product. I love that they can invent new stuff in an industry that doesn't have a lot of invention. Mortgage rates hit a 30-year low, 3.36%. Oh, my. 15-year hits 2.69%. Find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Find me at Twitter, Rob Black Show. And meet me in person, San Jose. October 13th. More information at robblack.com. Welcome in to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. We're talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk about the debate last night. I know you're saying boring. Well, Wall Street's kind of responding to it. Stock shot up talking kind of on the concept of the dogma that Romney would be better for stocks. Stocks got a bit of a lift last night after the debate ended worldwide on the Romney debate victory. The big loser had to be Lair, Jim Lehrer, he of PBS, who basically got run over during the debate. He wasn't present. He was the moderator. He wanted to hit six topics, he hit five. So stocks got a lift on the Romney victory. Romney, you know, was the number one talking point of the morning today. When was the last time we saw a debate victor? Now, going through this, you have to look at some, some factors. The economy, how easy is it to tackle? You know, promises, promises, promises. I think... Our current president overpromised and really underdelivered, but he also inherited kind of a situation that stinks. We're a nation addicted to, you know, payouts tied towards people that need payouts, whether it be Social Security, Medicare, whether it be disability, whether it be unemployment. I would be interested to see if factory jobs come back to America, how many people really want those jobs. But Mitt Romney handily beat Obama and performed much better than people expected to a two-to-one margin, according to a CBS Snap poll. You know, uh, I don't want to get too much into it, 
despite whether it's James Carville slamming Obama saying he didn't really want to be there and it showed with speaking of Obama or Chris Matthews, he went into an epic meltdown mode after the debate. There is nothing funnier than seeing Chris Matthews melt down. Go to YouTube, go Google Chris Matthews, Obama, Romney meltdown. Rachel Maddow asking for his reaction. And he just melted down. I've actually talked to Chris Matthews. I interviewed him once on the air. He had a book out and he was a great guest. I've interviewed, I know you're saying, who have you interviewed? Probably my top four or five, President Clinton, President Bill Clinton. He was a great interview. Um, Chris Matthews is in the top five, probably. I didn't interview Kathy Lee, but I did interview Kelly Ripa. She was a great interview. I, I fell in love with her. Like, during the interview, I, I wanted to go, I'm falling even more in love with you. And I don't even like her, but she was that good of an interview. Um, but Chris Matthews, to get him on the phone, he was the biggest pain in the butt I've ever had to deal with, or my producer ever had to deal with. To get him to like in a cheery mood, like to like to want to do an interview, I'm pushing your book, dude. Nationwide show, I'm pushing your book. And he was just a jerk. Jerk to everyone. So I love it when I see Chris Matthews meltdown. Not sure about you, but I love it. Today, same store sales came out. And they're of note. TJ Maxx, better than expected. Winner, limited brands. Ye of Victoria's Secret, ye of sexy lingerie. Up 5%. Winner, Ross stores up 5%. We're definitely going to Ross. One of the worst ad campaigns of all time. Gap stores up 6% better than expected. Costco up 6% better than expected. Target up 2.1% better than expected. Losers in the retail stores, same store sales numbers. Kohl's down 2.7%. The buckle. I don't even know what the buckle is. I'm pretty sure pirates wear buckles. But who else wears buckles? The buckle down eight tenths of a percent. They're expected to be up one point one percent, so they're a loser. Rite Aid down seven tenths of a percent. Rite Aid, Walgreens, they're all plays on like bird flus. Which for the record, I keep little ponds of water in my backyard. Because I really don't like old people and I'm trying to encourage West Nile virus and mosquitoes and, and carrying the virus. So I keep little pools of water. Uh, because I'm breeding mosquitoes. Macy's up 2.5%. They're expected up 3.3%, so they're a loser. And uh, Wet Seal, down 12.7%. Wet Seal is one of those companies that you look at, and they make women's fashion. And women's fashion, let's just put it this way, it's tough to predict. Wet Seal is a company that makes two sizes. Zero and ones. Like, how many girls actually fit into a one? Not very many. So if you're a woman who has, how shall we say, any meat on your ribs, you don't shop at Wet Seal. You have to be a pubescent. That's a tough word for me to say. 
I can say a lot of words like Montana. I can't say pubescent. Pubescent? Pubescent. Pubescent. If you're a pubescent mall rat, you're pretty hooked to butt seal, right? Company operates 550 stores, some 50 in other countries, not many. They sell moderate to value priced casual clothing accessories under mostly private names. They target teenage girls. They do have a alternate fashion company called Arden B. Arden B. And they run 80 plus stores that run uh, clothes for women who are 25 to 39. Companies refocused aggressively, trying to figure out what they can do to sell better, to sell more, to sell more often. They just don't have the right product. I know you're saying, you know way too much about wet seal. I know. But I have a problem saying pubescent. Pubescent. Help me, America. Send me to word reform school. Clearly, I need it. So Mitt Romney annihilates Obama. Does it even matter? Like, I don't know. I live in a state that, let's put it this way, there's no chance the state votes Romney. I used to live in San Francisco, which has two political parties, Democrats and liberals. There ain't no Republicans there. Oh, Michael Moore. (laughs) This is a guy who's not aging well. He went on a 24-tweet rant about Obama's poor performance on the debate. Now, the story here is that news is now told via Twitter. Right? Are you with me? Do you understand what I'm saying? He at one point in time tweeted, Obama, please be Obama. You sound like a Democrat. Wimpy. Now, again, Twitter is a news mechanism that is so real time. I'm addicted to Twitter as far as news goes. Like I went camping for four days and probably the thing that I missed most wasn't cable TV, but it was news. It was content. Find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. We're brought to you by... You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. So, I could talk about the presidential debate setting a Twitter record. I'd prefer not to. I could talk about Facebook topping 1 billion users, bigger than a Super Bowl. Not that important. I'd rather talk about the Oakland Athletics, Pat Nishak. His wife gave birth to their son. And 23 hours after the birth, the son died. There's nothing that makes logical sense about the death of a child. There's nothing that 
can explain a dream turning into a tragedy. That's one of the reasons I try to do this show is because I can make sense of a lot of things, but I can't make sense of the absurd. The death of a child makes no sense. Especially when it's one day old. With that said, uh, it's tough to even move on with this topic, isn't it? You, it makes no sense. If you've ever known a person that lost a child, especially in the first 24 hours, there is no explanation. There's no understanding of God at that moment. There's an understanding of innocence. I know at times they appear heartless. I promise you, I am not heartless. So anyway, think about that today. Let that thought be in your head. The absurd. SP 500 is up six. The NASDAQ up one half. The Dow is up 62. Welcome in CFP Chad Burton. He's with NewFocusFinancial.com. That's NewFocusFinancial.com. I want to do a topic today with you, Chad, if you don't mind, on bonds. Stocks means you own a little piece of that corporation. Bonds means it's an IOU. Mm-hmm. There's different types of bonds. There's government bonds. There's corporate bonds. There's municipal bonds. Um, there's foreign market bonds. There's berry bonds. There's floating rate bonds. There's a lot of bonds. Yeah. I-bonds, zero-coupon bonds. What do we need to know about bonds, in your opinion? Wow, and that's that's a tough one because this is really the hardest area to manage right now, Rob. I mean, we're looking at historical low interest rates on bonds. We're looking at the Federal Reserve buying, you know, billions and trillions of dollars worth of bonds over the last couple of years. They were buying at the short end of the curve. Now they're going to be buying at the long end of the curve. So what you need to know about bonds, I think, first and foremost, is, is look at the holdings in your bond fund that you've been owning inside your 401ks because a lot of people own bonds for a nice little income, right? Right. And then for a cushion when the stock market drops. So the idea of having a balanced portfolio or bonds in it means that because bonds aren't doing as well as stocks when stocks are rallying, they'll, they'll have a cushion for the downside, and in the long run, they win. But a lot of bun, bonds, because the yields are so low, they've been having to buy preferred stocks and, and stocks yielding up in the 3 and 4% range to keep their income high. So a lot of people are, are in bonds right now, bond funds that are becoming closet stock funds, and I don't think they might realize the overall risk that's there. So you know, it's something that you, you do have to peel gains from. So let's, let's look at the different types, right? right? You've got government. On the corporate side, you've got high-quality bonds, which are typically AAA or, well, let's see, AA rated and above, right? Right. Then you've got junk bonds and then convertible bonds. We bought a lot of convertible bonds and high-yield or junk bonds in 2009 in about May when right. they had dropped drastically. They were baby out with the bathwater. Then we had 20 or 30% returns on those funds. That's not normal. So when you get high returns on a certain area of bond funds, you really have to be careful about peeling off the growth. Um, also, you've got to look at big price jumps like tips, for example, have jumped drastically when we really don't have a lot of inflation yet. Um, so look for opportunities when, when things like tips or treasury inflation protected bonds, when they pull back five or 6%, that's when your buying opportunities typically are. Which again, we grew up, Chad, you and I both grew up at the same era and we thought bonds were for old people. 
I feel bad for old people right now because interest rates are so low that bonds really aren't necessarily for them mm-hmm. because the bonds don't have the yield that it used to. So seniors can't put their money in the bank. They can't get money on CDs. Too too low of rates. They, mm-hmm. The bonds, they have to increase their risk profile. And you don't really want to necessarily increase your risk profile with bonds because bonds are considered a little bit you know more consistent than stocks. Yeah, I mean, for the next couple of years, I can see why a 20- or 30-year-old would just simply dividend-paying stocks instead of bonds. Because um, they can deal with the volatility. If the market has a big correction, they have time to either add more in after the correction or or save more in the long run. But older people, they can't really steer. You know, they have to stay the course. And and when you're older and you're close to retirement, you need three years worth of expenses in cash. I know your cash isn't earning anything, but don't put that cash to work in high risk bond funds. You've got to have three years' worth of your portfolio drawn cash and then a balanced portfolio and make sure that the bond side of your balanced portfolio is diversified, uh, meaning you've got some governments, you've got some Ginnie Mays, a little bit of convertibles and corporates, but your duration, that's what you've got to pay attention to. You don't want bonds that are, that are really outside of the five- to seven-year range right now, in my opinion, because um, you know two years just aren't attractive. They don't give you much income. And going out longer than five to seven years in duration on bonds, the length of maturity, you're taking on too much long-term interest rate risk. I remember when I first got into the business, I I, I was trying to study bonds and analyze bonds, and it's difficult. That's a totally different skill set than analyzing stocks. So I think it's, it's key, important, that seniors or wealthy people don't do their own bond work because it's not the same as stock work. It's it's a different art. Yeah, you know, when interest rates are really high and heading down, that's the time where you can just kind of no-brainer buy bonds directly and hold them till maturity. When we're in situations like this where it's unclear in the next two years where rates will kind of head, yeah. um, it's really helpful to get a good no-load fund, uh, bond fund manager. I like that you keep trying to say bonds, buns. Buns, German buns. I think we're just hearing way too much about that yeah, in the, the news but I think in times like this where the, the clarity on where interest rates are moving, that's where having a bond manager is, is attractive. But I, I can tell you that if we go through a period where, let's say, by 2015 rates are high, right. and it looks like they're leveling out or coming down, I'm going to sell all my bond funds and buy individual bonds and hold them to maturity. I'm an individual bond kind of guy. Now, let's do one last topic on bonds. When we were growing up, there was a theory that you should take your age, 100 minus your age, and that's how much you should have in bonds. Or in stocks versus bonds. Do you remember that one? Yeah. And then and they changed it to like 120 minus your age. I think it's it's garbage either way. Because it's garbage. What, what you're doing is when you're dollar cost averaging, when it makes sense is when you're adding to your portfolio every month because of your paycheck, right? Right. But in retirement, to reverse dollar cost average does not work. The reason why is because that means every month you're selling something when you withdraw your, your paycheck to live, you're selling something at a loss. Because if stocks are going up 7 out of 10 years, usually bonds can be could be falling during that period of time, for example. So you're always selling something at a loss. So that's why you have to have safe money, a bond portfolio, a dividend-paying stock portfolio, and then your dividends and your bonds pay your safe money. Right. And then you rebalance and pull the gains off the table to uh, continue to keep your safe money at that three-year level. So, you know, timing the market doesn't make a difference when you're younger. It does when you're older. CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. He's a certified financial planner, and he's at newfocusfinancial.com. You're listening to me, Rob Black, and your money on the Wall Street Business Network.
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So what's on your financial mind? I always want to know. Do you want me to do more stories on Kurt Schilling socks? Or do you want me to do more stories on ways to save money? It's up to you. There's a lot of unknown songs that came out of the 1970s that had fantastic lyrics. I'm a big fan of said thoughts and ideas, but I try not to bore you with it. Um, I want to hear more from you on the content that you want. Later today, I'm going to send out a newsletter. I'm going to uh, send out, put together some concepts of story ideas from today, from ideas to invest in. Last night, I gave away 10 dividend stock ideas. It came out to the event. Today, I'm going to put together a newsletter, and maybe I'll use one or two of those ideas. Maybe I'll go a different direction and talk about highest paid models. Maybe I'll go a different direction and talk about Facebook with 1 billion users. What does it mean to you? I assure you it means something to me. When Facebook can figure out how to monetize those billion eyeballs, I'm excited. I'm very excited. Pete's Coffee sets shareholder vote for a billion dollar buyout. I'm really surprised that Starbucks didn't step up the table and buy Pete's. It seems like that would have been a good idea to shut down their competition, merge with their competition, make the deal more expensive for the competition. Sometimes you don't have to win to win. Sometimes you just need to play the game. For AT&T to put a bid on Metro PCS made it a lot more expensive for T-Mobile to acquire them. Mortgage rates hit a 30-year low at 3.36%. Five-year adjustables at 2.72%. So if I knew I'm going to move in the next five years, I would strongly consider a five-year mortgage. Look, I'm kind of a big deal, and I know I'm going to L.A. to get a big show, which, for the record, was put on hold. I know you're saying the guy who's shooting me is actually shooting a gang in Florida right now, and three of the gang members were murdered on film. So I gotta wait till 2013 to get my big opportunity to fail, which it will, and I know that, and you know that. Uh, Kohl's missed sales expectations, stocks down. Buckle missed expectations, stocks down. Victoria's Secret beat expectations. They're publicly traded under limited brands. I think limited brands is Bed Bath Beyond, it's limited, and it's Victoria's Secret. And all I'll say is there is a stock god. If you're a teenage Prepubescent. There is a stock god. eBay higher today. They get an upgrade to buy over from Numura Securities. Basically, I don't care about that, but I care about what the analyst said. He said the company's PayPal business is underappreciated and has growth drivers tied towards it. It's becoming a larger piece of eBay's overall profitability. It's 65% of profit going forward. Are you kidding me? 
I used to own PayPal as a publicly traded company before eBay bottom. And now PayPal is the profits that is eBay. So anything that you want to talk about, let's go back to models. Because let's face it, I walk the line, as my good friend Johnny Cash once said. And he's not a good friend. But I did see Johnny Cash in concert. It was one of the best dates of my life. I know you're saying he's dead. So it happened a while ago. Get off my back. It was before he had his resurgence. Uh, saw that Johnny Cash was playing in a local, uh, it was the what is it, 930 Club in Washington, D.C. Great place to see a show. And it just blew me away. His wife came out, his daughter came out, sang. Miranda Kerr, she's one of the top uh, lingerie models with Victoria's Secret. She's one of the angels. She used to be a competitive gymnast. And then she got too tall. Adriana Lima, she wanted to pursue a career in medicine. She was studying to become a pediatrician. She got into modeling by mistake. She was too young to know what she really wanted to do, she said. I know you're saying all these people incredibly beautiful. Alessandra Ambrosio, she had cosmetic surgery at age 11. She had big ears. She had surgery to pin them back. Now, does that mean... You as parents should go have cosmetic surgery for your kids at age 11? Absolutely, if you want them to be a Victoria's Secret angel. Chanel Imong, her mother's Korean. She visited that country for the first time in 2008. What's interesting to note about that is, again, land of opportunity, the United States. Has it been in a land of opportunity for you? Or has it been the statue of bigotry that met you? I do believe we live in a racist country. Whether it's obvious or not, if you go to the Midwest, I do believe we live in a racist country. Some of it's more obvious than others. Dutzan Cruz once worked as a magazine columnist. Now she's a Victoria's Secret angel. She used to write a monthly column about her life for a magazine, for basically the Dutch edition of Marie Claire. I've never written Marie Claire. I don't even know what it's about as a magazine. Now she's a Victoria's Secret angel. Do you understand like what I'm, what I'm telling, trying to tell you this? I'm trying to show you that great things happen from odd beginnings. Where are you in this formula? Candace Swanapoel. She spent her childhood birthing cows. Now, I didn't spend my childhood birthing cows. I'm pretty thankful for it. I don't have Victoria's Secret Angel model material written all over me. I've got a two-pack. I know you're saying you're proud of that, aren't you? I can I am. When I take off my shirt, people go, ooh, two-pack. Um, so Candace Wanapoel, she her family owned a dairy farm and a beef farm in South Africa. Where does this story go from auspicious beginnings to career highs? Erin Heatherton, she turned down a modeling agency to go to basketball camp. She was a starter on her high school Chicago basketball team. She didn't want to blunder her athletic career to get into modeling. If you've got a good-looking kid who can throw right-handed, get your kid into modeling. If you've got a good-looking kid who can throw left-handed, send them to the major leagues. A lefty is worth a lot more than a righty. 
Lily Aldridge met her husband, Kings of Leon, the front man of the band Caleb Fullerwell, at Coachella in 2007. They've now got a daughter. I question if she married a little too soon, a little too early. Because have we heard from Kings of Leon since 2007? Marry wisely. One of the models, her name's Bahata Prince Lu. I don't even know. She's from Nambia? Nambia? I don't even know how to pronounce the country she's from. I couldn't even find it on a map. Give me a map of the world. I can probably put down 40 countries if I'm lucky. I bet right now, today at lunch, take a quiz, or I challenge you. Write down 50 states in the next five minutes and send it to me. Without cheating, can you do it? Open an email, rob at robblack.com, rob at robblack.com, and write down the 50 states. I bet you get 42 at most. That's the over-under. But Bahata Prinslow from Nambia, Nambia, it's N-A-M-I-B-I-A. Her dad was a minister, and now she's a Victoria's Secret model. Angel. Angel! Not even a model, an angel. Lindsay Ellington. She's a super great dancer, but how shall we say, as a ballerina, there's not much career. As a Victoria's Secret angel, ooh, big bucks. As well as the opportunity of marrying very well, i.e. billionaire status. Do I value beauty over, over education? I probably do. Isabella Goulart, she speaks three languages, French, Portuguese, and English, but I'm not all that interested. I look at the Victoria's Secret angel angle, and I go, that's interesting. How is she like one of 12 women to hit that status this year? Okay. Now, I need to say this because people are about to get angry at me. I hope that you saw sarcasm built into content there, and I hope you learned something about it. We all have opportunities. Very few of us are born gorgeous. Oh, what else do we need to throw out? I don't have an answer for you. There's another California city that's going bankrupt. Another one declaring a fiscal emergency at water. I.e., everything promised to retirees will change. What you need to walk away from that is what you think you've been promised in retirement, whether it be Social Security or pension or your 401k going up 10%, it may not be what you get. So be prepared for that scenario. Father of a minister. That's all I got for you. (laughs) Oh, we're going to send this segment to the Smithsonian Institute. I used to think it was called the Smithsonian. I was wrong. It's Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. Talk about money. Talk about retirement. 
talking about taking care of your kids. Oftentimes, I'll say things that are absurd to you, like make sure you've got the money before you have children. Children are a big financial obligation. They cost anywhere from 250000 to $350,000 from age 0 to 17 to raise. If you want to send them to college in today's dollars adjusted for inflation, it's probably another 250000 So it's a good $500,000, $600,000 decision. And again, I'm not talking pro-life. I'm not talking pro-choice. I'm not talking contraception. I'm not. I'm just telling you, that's the financial reality. Um, and a lot of people aren't prepared for that. So I talk a lot of absurd stuff, and I push a lot of buttons. I'll say things like, I breed mosquitoes because I want to get rid of old people. And what I'm really, really trying to say is our society's not prepared to handle the obligations we've made to older people. We can't fund Social Security forever with workers whose jobs are primarily minimum wage in the last five years as far as job creation goes. We can't afford this. We're spending what we don't have. And, of course, what we promised we should deliver. You know that, and I know that. We're Americans. Our word means something. On occasion, I'll I'll drift into just total absurdity. And I do it intentionally because I try to get you to think. You know, Donnie Moore once died in an apparent suicide. And now you're saying, who's Donnie Moore? Who's the former angel relief pitcher? Apparent suicide. 35-year-old pitcher. He basically hit the high highs. He pitched in, you know, Amazing games. He's probably best remembered for one pitch in Game 5, 1986 American League Championship Series, when he gave up a home run that helped Boston Red Sox beat the Angels and go on to the World Series. He blew it. His job as a closer, he blew it. So ultimately, he takes his own life. That's absurd. The man had a wife and children. Now, I'm not going to get into mental illness. I'm going to change the topic ever so slightly. Ever so slightly. To the A's pitcher, which, that's what I love about sports, is the story. It could have been the best week of Pat Nishik's life, and yet it turned out to be probably the worst week in his life. He and his wife gave birth to a child, and 23 hours later, his child died. He posted on Twitter, please pray for my family. He said, tonight my wife and I lost our first and only son 23 hours after he was born. No explanation. Twitter, to me, becomes a little bit of the story on how our society is getting news. But the sports angle on it, aren't we all pulling for him now? He posted on Twitter a day before that he talked about his highs. He actually posted about his lows. He said, you know, my long nights in AAA, my Tommy John surgery, I thought my career was over, and then I get the sweetest playoff berth in my career. He had a high on Tuesday. He had a low on Wednesday. I think the way we deliver news is important, and that's one of the things that I think about on a daily basis. How can I get you to save money for retirement? How can I get you to care? How can it get you to see things to save money so that when 
you're older, you could be a great grandparent. Because trust me, when that beauty of youth wears off, you want to be a cool parent and you want to be a great grandparent. Because the beauty of youth will wear off. So anyway, with that said, you can find me at robblack.com. You can tweet me, Rob Black Show. Tweet me, Rob Black Show. You can email me, rob at robblack.com. You can get a podcast of the show in about five minutes. We have a new podcast company, iHeartRadio. And you can get a podcast of the show absolutely free at Rob Black, uh, at uh, kdow.biz. kdow.biz. No district to Seattle. Tip of the hat to Seattle, in fact. Um, I'm not sure that they have a podcast to show. I've never bothered to look. I should. Um, seminar coming up in San Jose, right next to the airport. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke. Coming up in nine days. It's a Saturday event. It's a Saturday affair. From nine to noon, it's to be wealth creation. No, it's from nine to noon, it's to be wealth preservation, retirement planning. This is the year to do your retirement planning. You've got amazing $5 million exclusions, gift tax exclusions, just amazing exclusions. If you're worth money or you think you're going to be worth money in your lifetime, you want to come to this event from 9 to noon. You can sign up at robblack.com. It's at the Airport Radisson Hotel in San Jose. Chad Burton basically anchors it. I introduce it. I go over some dividend stock ideas. I go over some investment ideas. Michelle Lerman does the estate planning, which if you have a house... You should have an estate plan. You should have a tax exemption. You should figure out a way to avoid probate. I had a grandmother in my family pass away last year, and she didn't have a trust. She didn't need a trust, ultimately, but the family has to wait a year while everything gets contested. It's very expensive to go through probate. So part of her wealth went away. You want to do a trust if you think you're going to be worth If you're going to live in a trailer when you're 70... Go for it. Avoid planning for your future. From one to four, it's an event for 20-somethings, 30-somethings, all about creating wealth. I call it Money 101, all things financial. It's all the basics that you need to know, and I, I, I go rapid fire. And if you're not saving 15% of your salary because you're living paycheck to paycheck, then you need to dance on weekends. You need to deliver pizzas on weekends. You need to work at Home Depot on weekends. If you're not saving enough for retirement from age 20 to 40, and that means 15% of your salary, minimum, you should have an emergency fund on top of it. This is Rob Black, your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Business Leader AM 1220, KDOW, Palo Alto, San Jose, San Francisco. CNBC Radio, I'm John Lesher, the dad. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.